Hey, money talk, money talk. Hey, you ain't talking money, I can't talk at all. Hey, money talk, money talk. Hey, you ain't talking money, I can't talk at all. Oh, money talk, money talk. Oh, you ain't talking money, I can't talk at all. Oh, money talk, money talk. How does it feel to be back again to the big sim? All right, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on my intro for the big Zim who day show. Should I even call it the big Zim who day show? I don't know. But I had a moment today. I said, hey, I need to get this thing going. I need to make sure you all know that I am alive and well, and I have a podcast that you should hear. Um, it's a bit of a recap. We're also going to talk about some some issues going on, I guess, after the weekend. But the recap on um, the Cowboys game, um, wasn't too pleased with it. One of the main reasons that I wasn't pleased with it is because behind the scenes, I never, ever let you know what I think our record will be. But I will say this, I do think they are a playoff-worthy team. As you look around the landscape of the NFL, and especially the AFC, it's just wide open. The time is now. Seize the day. Carpe diem, you know? Um, But one thing that will not help us right now is run blocking. I mean, the one thing that is not helping us right now is run blocking. We could get Andy Dalton to run through all the open, clean pockets, misthrow, pass at the pass or come back and redeem himself and have a couple of good shots down the field and hit Ross twice a game, whatever. But until the run game is solid and can make four yards of carry on its own, my number for the year is 4.3 for mixing. 4.2, 4.3 for mixing. You hit 4.2, 4.3, you're absolutely a 9-7 football team. If that ain't the craziest stat for you right there, I don't know what is. I guarantee you at the end of the season, if he doesn't hit 4.2, 4.3, we don't make the playoffs. He hit that number, we're 9-7 and seven and better. You understand that? So currently right now, the run de- the run um, offense is really, really in shambles. And I think it's particularly because we haven't really unveiled the full playbook. And one of the things that's going to happen this year is that the run game is going to be an extension of the run game with the short passing game. And I don't think at this point, Laser is willing to show people too much. But currently, right now, as it stands, I even saw John Sheeran and I tweeted this, I retweeted him earlier today. But this is how I have it, based on what I've seen so far in two preseason games. I've got Glenn as the starting left tackle. I've got Bowling as the left guard. I got Price as the center. Westerman as the starting right guard. And then right tackle, I've got Jake Fisher. If it's not that when they roll it out at the beginning of the season, I just feel like they're asking for trouble. That's my number one thing that I want to see is that lineup. I feel like I've seen enough. That's what it is. Uh, the, the passing game has to set up the run game. Currently right now, the passing game was a dud this past um, Saturday night against the Cowboys. So... I can't really, really base too much on that, but I just know right now, without the run game, you don't have a passing game. So I'm hoping that when the season unveils itself, 
a couple of quick shots for to John Ross, a couple of long shots to AJ Green, a couple of shots over the middle, deep, deep slants, you know, like to Eifert, a couple of third down conversions from Boyd can change all of that. But the offense struggled mightily. Um, even as in a backup standpoint, I don't think Driscoll or, and I definitely don't think Barkley can win a game based on what I saw. If you have a super, super good run game, maybe they can manage a game from Driscoll's standpoint because he can move the, the chains with his feet. And you know who that reminds me of? Lamar Jackson. But we're never, we're not going to do that. This We're not going to do that this episode. Um, because I, I told people when Tom Brady's first, first four years in the in the NFL, it was never about throwing it 20-something times. It was like 18, 15 yard, uh, times a game, and he, he threw for under 3,500 yards a year. You manage the game through your, your defense that doesn't have to be the greatest in the NFL, just needs to be in the top 10, top 15, and manage a football game, move the chains on third down, limit the other team's possessions. That's the game plan for me. I think the Bengals are, are, are really going to try to open up this offensive passing game and running game when this thing um, opens up. But right now, as it stands, they just don't look good on offense, and that scares me at the offensive line, right? But the, uh, the other thing that scares me more than anything is the fact that Andy Dalton will absolutely buy himself a whole nother year just because of the narrative of the right side of the line. The right side of the line will buy him so much time that he could just go through this whole season with just the narrative that the right side of the line is bad. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, uh, Aaron Rodgers, anybody you can really, really think of. I mean, even Pat Mahomes is, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys are going to be killing it, throwing 30 plus touchdowns. And when they have throws, their fan base attacks the quarterback. They don't attack the line because the quarterback is the line. The quarterback is an extension of the line. If it breaks down on one side, the quarterback makes do and, and brings it to the other side. He is the elite force that runs the computer, that hits the enter, that hits the space bar, that presses control, alt, delete on whatever. Don't ever forget that. If you do that and you sit there and create excuses for him on the line all year, all you will do is run yourself into a deep pit of mediocrity and a big pig, a big pot of mediocrity stew that you've been eating for the last couple years. Enough of the offensive line. Mixon looks like he's in the greatest shape I've ever seen him. I loved him. Um, he had some bad, bad, bad runs, but he didn't have anything. As soon as he's handing the ball off, it looks like last year. Um, wide receiver-wise, Tyler Boyd can't fumble that. You got to keep it moving. You got to control the ball. You got to make sure more than anything you get down, and that is going to be number one on my list for offense this year is ball security. Um, because currently right now, we have a defense that is set up to try to make turnovers, and they're going to give up some. I think one of the things that you're going to see from the safety position is one thing that teams never did was throw really far. But you, you probably had like two bombs a whole entire year that actually got past our safeties. We'll get into safety shortly. Um, the bright spot. The eight defense alignment, I think we're going to set that up right now. We've got eight defense alignment that are set up right now. Andrew Brown could be the ninth. I think Michael Johnson stays. I think one guy that you need to check out and look for right now, I don't think it really gives them that much cap space if they cut him, but Chris Baker, he played nine snaps this past week. I just don't see how he can make the roster as just a backup for Andrew Billings. Or he could, 
But if you got Hubbard and you got Willis coming inside so much, I just don't see it. I just don't see the point of it. And you still got Michael Johnson that can come inside. So you got that. Um, the defensive line is the big bright spot. Willis is killing. Uh, unblockable. Give him snaps. Any snaps that you were going to give to Michael Johnson, give it to Willis. Um, Michael Johnson needs to be paying 15 snaps a game, period. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is a little bit more, I think, what you guys were waiting for. It's the George Iloka cut after Sunday. And the, the, the irony in this whole thing is I pointed out two plays and I ran it in my story on Instagram where you're actually seeing why Iloka is guessing wrong on the on the on the on the hole trying to make a play on on, on a, as a run defender. Iloka's number one thing, I think, in his whole entire tenure as a Bengal before he was let go and released this past Sunday, is that he is a hard hitter against wide receivers on slants. And mind you, I have players that I know in the NFL, I have coordinators or athletic uh, directors as my friends, like different things like that amongst the league. One thing that they say when they always saw the Bengals is that, man, you guys are big. You guys are, you know, like when we when we pull up and we come to Paul Brown Stadium or y'all come to our stadium, like it just shows out like everybody's really tall. Like everybody's 6'2", 6'4". Um, Iloka, 6'4", 225 coming down reminds people of Cam Chancellor. No wide receiver. None of those little guys like those Eli Roger type guys. I hate to just, I, I, I don't know why that he was on my mind. But those guys right there, they don't want to see that come bearing down. But one thing he was never was a run stuffer. And people thought that he would be better suited as a strong safety. I never felt that way. Um, you need to have better run support to be a strong safety. So he was indeed a free safety. He just wasn't a free safety with elite speed. So I mentioned uh, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor absolutely was a run stuffer as well as a rangy free safety that had a lot of different playmaking ability. He absolutely did not fit the scheme of Terrell Austin. That is first and foremost. He absolutely was not playing at the level that I think that they want him to play. And if we're looking back on um, anything that we've always hit the Bengals up with is keeping guys that are not playing at elite levels. You know, uh, keeping guys there for mediocrity. I wouldn't put Iloka in that ball part because... If he were cut today, which he was, I'd be willing to bet 15 to 17 out of 32 teams, as I look at these different rosters, would take Iloka on their team with open arms. The reason why you couldn't trade a Iloka is because when he made his deal at the time, the five mil or whatever it was, um, was a really, really good deal. But the the, the safety market went to, to crap. So now... He make it makes his contract is untradeable. So people that are saying that you could have got a six or seven round or whatever, you probably couldn't. And what you could have did is made a trade for something you really wanted and then unloaded him on a on a team that has him as a need. Like the Raiders are are probably going to bring out Iloka to pair up with Nelson pretty soon. Different things like that. Like someone that has a need and is willing to take on that salary cap for at least a year, but you would have had to mix it in with something like. You're trying to trade for their backup quarterback, and then you're giving them picks and something like that. You got to make it worth their while. Nobody is wanting George Iloka just off of pure talent. We saw how the market for Earl Thomas can't even get a second round. And to me, he's top five safety in the league, right? So the safety market has drastically changed. The number one reason why Iloka was released is money. Bengals saved $5.3 million. This year alone, they're going to lose 
two million and the following they're gonna lose another million i'm told throughout the the way that i look at it on this uh what is this protract.com or whatever where you look at salaries the way it breaks down someone correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm really on point but uh 5.3 is the number you're gonna need that to sign dunlop and atkins and that's what they're gonna be fueling you through the media outlets the one thing that i will wait to see is if they don't sign dunlop or atkins um or you could even throw Darquez Denard, somebody like that, or Tyler Croft in there. They don't sign some of these guys right there, and they just pocketed that five, and you didn't better your team, absolutely be angry. Be angry. Because that would play into the narrative that Mike Brown is cheap. I don't think he's cheap. He's generally loyal. The reason why I think this cut is very, 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 very interesting is because I feel as though that this is a factor. I've never brought this up on any of my podcasts. I've never brought this up when I wrote anything. I never bring up the race card at all. George Aloka absolutely had a cultural undertone to his Twitter, to his voice, and everything that he said. He is not a shut up and dribble guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a shut up and dribble guy. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens is white owners take notice of that. People in positions of power take notice of that. Endorsers take notice of that. There's something to be said about being black in America and having money. I realize I am not in a poverty level uh, salary uh, 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 bracket currently right now. So it it allows my voice to be heard on some different things. I could do some things that some people um, that don't have the financial stability can't do. But the thing that I do have for me is my touch with the culture, my touch with the people that are still in the poverty level and the people that I'm seeing innocently dying in the streets like every other day where I live at, you know? So Iloka felt that same way and he felt like he had a, a priority to make sure that everybody had conversation on that on Twitter. And for you to be naive to think that he would never, ever cross the radar of Bengals PR. He would never, ever cross the radar of these people that make these decisions, that play these different things um, for PR, image control for the Bengals, and that would never, ever be something that they talked about in any of their meetings, you're sadly mistaken. One of the number one reasons that I always say Andy Dalton always has nine lives here is because of his strong Christian reach. When Bengals had all of these different uh, R.I.P. Chris Henry, R.I.P., you know what I'm saying, like, Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, R.P. Chris Henry, and, and we're not going to go through different names, but we've had guys that had different run-ins with the law in the in the early 2000s, right? Part of the image control when they when they drafted Andy Dalton was part of his deep-rooted Christian, Southern Christian uh, religious beliefs, and that carrying over to the public. A lot of you listening right now might even know that he goes to your church or you know someone that he's touched uh, in the hospital, someone that he's been a part of all of the time, as far as on a, on a religious uh, uh, level, Bengals don't put out religion in their PR thing, but please believe they take notice of people gravitating to that. So there are a lot of women, there are a lot of men, there are a lot of kids that don't even know about the ins and outs of Andy Dalton's throws or anything like that and live and die and swear by Andy Dalton. And that in itself puts seats in Paul Brown Stadium. And if you think for one second that they think at Paul Brown Stadium and the ownership and different people in positions of power 
aren't paying attention to a black guy telling you that it's not a bad thing to kneel and you should have a voice and these are my different beliefs and we should all talk about these different things and not shut up, then you're sadly mistaken and you don't realize the climate of 2018 and what we're living in right now and the influence by our president and the trickle-down effect that it has on different things. Mike Brown despises people kneeling. Mike Brown despises people talking anything other than politics. Marvin Lewis is grown into that as well. He doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone talking anything other than football. He is going to be so annoyed with the questions that he's going to get with the timing of the Iloka uh, release coming up. And, the, and even my friends, even guys that I love, like James Rapine. I love you, James, if you're listening to this, James. If you're listening to this also... And, and you know James Rapine or you listen to James Rapine on Twitter or ESPN uh, 1530 and stuff like that, go at James and tell him to put Zim on the show because he's got a lot to learn. I'm a little older than him, maybe. I don't know. I'm not playing a race card. I know that Iloka was cut primarily for financial reasons, but to say that his beliefs and his Twitter and all this stuff had no influence on anything. When you got Tyler Eifert, who's only played 38% of his last two seasons in the NFL, I mean, last three seasons in the NFL, with a bad Tiger Woods back, is getting contract extensions for, you know, he's guaranteed money and he's got to pay for play. That's cool. But imagine if that was George Ilokia. Would he be signed? Would he have ever gotten a deal like that? I always wonder that. That's a conversation. But what it does do is it opens up the door for for different people that are on the fringe. We've got guys that are on the fringe. Um, like Auden Tate. But the trickle-down effect is Brandon Wilson and Clayton Fedulum are now your backup safeties, right? So those are your special teams aces. So now you got to pull all the all in tape to special teams. Can he do the job? Can he get down there like a, a Brandon Wilson? Brandon Wilson's running a four three four four. Auden Tate's running four six four seven. He's not fast, and that's one thing that they worry about. People chopping his legs. He's tall. That's not you know like everybody takes a hit. I always preach to you competition through depth. If if you're gonna live by this slogan, next man up, your next man up better have some skill. He better have some war wounds, and he better have some stripes. Black and orange stripes. I miss you, George Iloka, because I know you came and you delivered. You never were ever in the wrong place. You're going to have some growing pains, people, from Jesse Bates. Yeah, I want the young boys to play. Say he beat out Iloka. Yeah, but keep him on the roster. And if you don't, you better bring in somebody that's that's got some no without to play and do this thing. Because don't try to sell me on, oh, we're thin at the position or we're thin at this and it's learning things. Like, no, if we're really win now, you need all hands on deck. And anybody celebrating George Iloka being cut because of young boys playing, you could have kept him on the roster, integrated him in three safety sets. You could have did so many exotic things and utilized his strengths rather than cut him. But like I said, it's a financial thing. And if you think in the back of the in the back of your mind that it had nothing to do with how the owner felt about him talking on Twitter and stuff like that, that's a thought that's gone in Mike Brown's head. I just know it. Why? I'm black. I'm not poor. 
People despise a lot of different things. People don't like my AJ drink, my AJ green chain. They don't like, you know, like these different things. They don't like my cars. They don't like different things that I say. They start to question me. They start to ask a lot of different things. And um, one thing about George Iloka is he had one obligation before he left town that, you know, is bound through contract to go visit the, you know, the hospital for the, um, what they have to do with the, ch- the children there at Cincinnati Hospital. Um, he didn't have to go. He went on his way out. I thought that was really, 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 really big. I don't know. You know, I got a lot of different things on my mind. I really feel as though this season is a success. Look at the competition in the in the, in the the conference alone just makes me feel good about that. A lot of these teams are one injury away from being, like, non-existent. And that bodes well for the Bengals. I just hope that they bring in someone to back them up because I just don't want excuses. I need somebody that's ready to ball. You ready to ball? Who they? We'll miss you, George. Twice. How the hell my trunk for the whole engine? Try to see my practice and fit a whole.